Man at 6 feet tall, 215 pounds of bad bomb. Telling from St. Louis, both by way of the Ohio State University and now Hollywood, California, the CEO of the world's most dangerous website, BSO. It's the headline game. Wow. are talking. The block is hot. I had to, I had to do the show today. I had to get this off my chest. But see, I've learned, I've learned certain things that some of you have not learned. But I'm going to teach you today. We going to school today. See, I've learned when there are certain topics on social media, unless, unless, unless you can make some money off that topic, you shouldn't even speak on. And the reason why you shouldn't speak on it is because why would you want to disturb your peace? I repeat, why would you want to disturb your, your peace? It's July. It's summertime. It's hot outside. Not a cloud in the sky. Why would you want to spend eight hours arguing on social media? Now, why would you want to do that? Granted, I understand some of you have nothing else better to do, but I will challenge you if you have four hours to argue or get cooked in some instances on social media that you go do something. Go to the library. Go to Disney World. Read a book. Go to the pool. Go play some basketball. Do something. It's not worth it. It is not worth disturbing your peace. And there was two topics last week that came up. And don't get me wrong. When topics like this come up, everybody has an opinion because it's an interesting discussion. I get it. And maybe if this was 2013 and not 2023, we could have a rational discussion about it on social media. But it's 2023. And one wrong Facebook post, one wrong Twitter tweet, one wrong thread, if you're on that now, one wrong spill. It's a lot of these going on right now. And next thing you know, you on that summer jam screen just for having an opinion and don't have any skeletons in your closet because they will find them. They have nothing else better to do. Like I said, they will go find the skeletons in your closet. They will go find your girlfriend. They go find your place of business. They're going to find something you tweeted 10 years ago 
they're going to find it. So if you don't have any, or if you do have skeletons in your closet, be quiet. Be quiet. Rational discussion is not a place for that on social media. I repeat, rational discussion. Social media is not the place for that. The first situation was key, key, Palmer. I kill it a bit. Key, key, Palmer, unknown to me, as a, at the time at least, had a boyfriend that she just had a baby with. I think I knew about the baby, didn't know about the boyfriend. And uh, I don't know what the boyfriend does. You know, he, some people say he's just a stay-at-home dad, which is nothing wrong with that, to be honest with you. But I don't know what he does, but allegedly, you know, he's a, he's a stay-at-home dad. And Key, Key Palmer went to the Usher show. And, uh, you know, she had on her, let's say her, you know, her outfit was, you know, what's a good word, to, what's a good phrase to use it? A little revealing, right? Now, you know Usher. You know, it's just Usher. You know, it's a show, it's a performance, and you got Kiki up on stage, and they did their little flirting thing. Maybe a little too much. And the boyfriend, that's where he made mistake. Number one. <laughs> Mistake number one, and this goes for, doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or just or not, just regular person. Bringing your drama to social media is never going to work out in your favor. And I'm going to talk about this more when I talk about Victor Wimbyama. But bringing your drama to social media never works out in your favor. Never works out in your favor. Especially if you're a guy. And we'll get into more of that with, with Jonah Hill. But especially if you're a guy. If you're a guy and you're saying something negative, not even negative, you're just giving your opinion on something a woman is doing, it's not going to work out well for you. It's not. Now, I think people sometimes on social media they live in glass houses, but they love throwing stones. So, you know, rationally sitting back and thinking about it, you're like, man, you know, he should have kept that to himself. You know, he should have, you know, not put that up. But here's the thing. We're all addicted to these phones. We're all addicted. We need, you know, like this affirmation from social media. We have to tell everybody what we're doing all the time what we have, what we're doing, where we're going, who we're with. It's an addiction. So this guy's sitting at home, and I don't know how old the baby is, but I think the baby's under one. And as someone that has a two-and-a-half-year-old, I I, I I know what he's going through. You have kids, little kids, you know what he's going through. Man, maybe this guy spit up on or something. Maybe he had a, you know, some baby food thrown on him. Baby won't stop crying or something. You don't know what the man's going through. But whatever it was, it made him snap. He probably, you know, he probably, like I said, he probably got throw up on him. Maybe he got poop in his hand and he goes on Twitter just to, you know, try to get his mind off of whatever's going on. He sees his lady <laughs> and usher. 
He just lost it. This wasn't thinking. You, you mother. Have some class. Just, just probably wasn't thinking. That's, and that's okay. See, that's normal. So we have to stop thinking everybody's perfect. I can see the scenario. I, I literally can see it in my mind. It made this probably a tough day, a rough day, rough morning. Wasn't planning on doing this. And he sees it and he just, he just says what he's feeling. And he gets destroyed. <laughs> Literally destroyed. To the point that it's on CNN. And they call them all type of names and, and things like that. And I thought it was a little unfair. Because we don't know what's going on in their relationship. Now, when you put it public, you know, it's kind of fair game. And you don't know what's happening. You don't know how he's feeling. Maybe he's feel People are like, he's insecure. Well, you know, a lot of people have insecurities about a lot of things. You're insecure about something. Everybody's insecure about something. <laughs> I, I hate when people say that. He's insecure. She's insecure. You know, they this, they that. Everybody is something. There's no, there's no perfect human being around it. Some of these women that was getting at, at him, I'm sure if that man was chatting, being chatty patty with the Popeye's drive through girl, they, they wouldn't be happy about it. They wouldn't be like, I'm secure so he can go flirt with Popeye's girl. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. Maybe he is insecure. There's power dynamics in relationships. She's the star. <laughs> He's the baby daddy. So maybe he is insecure. So what? Seems justifiable to me. She's out. I don't know if they're in Vegas or Atlanta. She's out and about having a good time. The baby's with someone. I'm assuming it's with him. I tell you right now, if if, if my wife saw me out getting you know, humped by Beyonce or something, <laughs> while she was with the baby, she had probably a problem with that. But once again, it, 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 the problem with social media is that we can't have rational discussions. We can't have discussions where, you know, two things can be right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, she, you know, did she mean any harm by going to Usher concert? We don't know what she's going through. I just want to make it one-sided. You know, maybe she's having, she's had a baby. Maybe she's feeling some way about her you know, sexiness or something. Maybe she likes the fact that she's getting some attention, i.e. the Aisha Curry from somebody else. Maybe. You don't know because you don't know what's going on in that relationship to be making such snap judgments, right? Making these snap judgments. Man was hurting. He lashed out publicly in the wrong place. And I feel like, you know, you could disagree with them. Don't get me wrong. You can say, hey, man, that's that's not the, you know, that's not the right way to handle it. But, the, you know, but you don't have to, the names call it and the, and the, the, the labels that were put on it. That's insane. Nobody's perfect. Relationships aren't perfect. His, his just went public. And trust me when I tell you this. Trust me when I tell you this. Social media is not a good gauge on 
what's really happening in society, okay? Social media, specifically Twitter, which I think is the most toxic place, is not a gauge of what's really going on in society. I find reality is totally different in those two different places, okay? Reality, because if you just think about this from a reality standpoint, like just reality, and take the celebrity and take Usher and take all of this out of it, right? And just look at it from just a general perspective, like men and women, would you want your significant other on camera, you know, while you're together, appearing to be, you know, sexually flirting with somebody else? I would say nine out of 10 people would be like, that would make them a little uncomfortable. It would make them a little uncomfortable. And the 10th person is probably cheating. So he don't care or she don't care. <laughs> That's the reality. That's the reality. If you, if you really dig and look, if you look at the people that maybe are supporting this type of behavior, uh, let's just say they have a common pattern. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They have a common pattern. You know. They have a common pattern. Now maybe. You know, like I said, maybe some guys are like, yeah, it's Usher, who cares? It's a show. I know Usher not sleeping with my girl. It's 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 just a show. Right? Others would be like, you know, I don't mind you getting dressed up and all of that stuff, but you know, let's leave a little to the imagination. That's what I'm saying, like two things can be right. None of that is, neither of that is wrong because it's the individual relationship, right? Which is going to lead me into Jonah Hill in a minute, but it's the individual relationship. As a man and as a woman, you have to decide what you're comfortable with, okay? This is not a social media poll. This is an individual type of situation. You have to decide what you're comfortable with, okay? And if you're a little bit older, like myself, you probably have ran the gamut of different type of men, different type of women, and you know, in your mind, where's that line? Where's that line? Now, if someone intentionally crosses your line, then you have a decision to make. Either you move on, right? Or... If you allow it to happen, then you can't complain about it. But that's individuals. It's not social media. It's not TikTok. It's not, it's not some 45-year-old IG model who's single trying to tell you about relationships. It's the individual, which brings us to Jonah Hill. Now, I find this to be a totally different type of situation. For a couple of reasons. Unlike Kiki Palmer's baby daddy, if he didn't publicly say anything, this wouldn't be a thing. We wouldn't be talking about it right now. This situation is different to me. And I'll tell you why, before I even get to the stuff that he was asking and all of that stuff, right? At what point do we consider the fact that privacy doesn't exist anymore? There used to be a code, okay? If we were together or we were friends or whatever it may be. You know, what I told you in private stayed private. 
it stayed private. Okay? It wasn't for public consumption. The reason why, and we have to be honest, I need everybody to be honest right now. You know, a thousand percent, if we just took everything that you said in private, and we had a big old board of everything that you said, then we can certainly pluck out a couple of things that if it was blasted to millions of people on social media that people would think would be controversial. If we have recordings of all your, your private conversations with your friends, your spouse, your girlfriend, significant other, your, your co-workers, whoever, the, the person at the grocery store, there would be things that you would not want to be public which is the first point of all the people that were getting on Jonah Hill. Those were private conversations that were supposed to stay private. And here's the other problem that I have with the Jonah Hill situation is the young lady and Jonah broke up uh, about a year ago and Jonah found a new lady and they have a kid together. So clearly, this was done out of spite, okay? This was done out of anger. This was done out of jealousy. This was done out of hurt, okay? Similar to Kiki, uh, baby daddy. You, you date someone for a while, especially someone in Hollywood. So, you know, she's feeling that Hollywood lifestyle. He breaks up or they break up. He finds somebody else. Immediately, they have a kid together. And you're just, no offense, you're just back to what you were doing before. So when someone does something out of spite, you have to take that into consideration, okay? But like I said, regardless of what Jonah said, okay, as long as A, wasn't putting his hands on her, or B, threatening her in some, you know, way. Putting someone private discussions out on social media invalidates everything, in my opinion. It invalidates everything. Because those were private conversations that you had with a, an individual that you were dating that you only decided to put out now because you're upset he's dating somebody else. If you guys were still dating, would you put it out? And mo maybe more importantly than even all of that. And, and let me say this. Once again, I can't emphasize this enough. We have to stop using certain words just to as a blanket for everybody, like you know, misogynist and you know, they, all this harassment, all this is, come on. Okay. Because everything is an individual relationship, right? A, you don't have to agree with whatever Jonah was asking her to do. I get that. Some of it seemed a little off. Okay. Let's just be honest. But once again, you have things that you want in a relationship, right? You have things that would make you happy in a relationship. You have things that wouldn't make you happy in a relationship. And 
if you express those things, no matter how weird or they may be to the general public or social media, those are your things. For example, let's say you only want to date someone that does, you know, anal sex, right? That's a deal breaker for you, right? And, and you're in a text message and say, hey, listen, if you can't, you know, give me this anal sex, you know, we may have to part ways. Does that make you misogynistic? Or does it just, that's just your preference? You understand what I'm saying? I don't think people on social, they don't, they're not trying, first off. And they don't use the correct terminology and stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, it's, it's manipulative. It's not manipulative at all. If you, you if, if he was like 50 and she was like 18, then maybe. But if you're a grown woman, right? And a grown man basically writes you a little PowerPoint presentation. It says, listen, for us to be together, this is what I need. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If any of that stuff doesn't work for you, cool. We can move on. At that point, there's no manipulation. It's just a yes or no. Okay? It's a yes or no. No matter what it is. And and you and don't tell, don't let people tell you that you can't tell people what you want in a relationship to make it work. Because if you couldn't, then everybody could cheat, right? If you couldn't say, hey, infidelity is a deal breaker for me without someone saying, you can't tell me what to do. You know, you can't set my boundaries. You see how stupid that sounds? Like, let's say, just, just let's just say, just take the normal ones, right? Like, hey, you know, infidelity, lying, uh, you know, abuse or whatever it may be. Those are, those are just demands. And they're non-negotiable. And that's fine. You can have not, you or your own person. You can have as many non-negotiable demands as you want. Doesn't mean you're going to actually find somebody that is going to agree to them all. But it doesn't make you a terrible person. Just makes you someone with some demands. And furthermore, we don't even know the context of where all of this came from. Like what made him in to give these demands? Normally demands don't just come out of nowhere. Normally something happens like, you know something, I got to put my foot down. This is not going to work. And once again, this is why social media is not, social media is a terrible place to get advice. Because in life, any relationship, and I'm not as talking about romantic, any relationship has demands. Has demands. I would be with my wife if she went to the club every weekend. And here's the thing. That doesn't mean you can't go to the club every weekend. All that means is that I can marry somebody that went to the club every weekend. I can do it. That's just me, right? Doesn't mean you can't go to the club. You don't have to talk to me. I just had to find somebody that didn't do it. I'm sure women, you have demands. You want some money, don't you? You want to be financially secure, right? <laughs> How many times have women said, look, I'm not going to get with a man unless he's financially secure and can take care of me? That's a demand. It can be non-negotiable too. 
Some would say, well, that makes you a gold digger. Just like they trying to say Jonah Hill is a misogynist. If a woman made a list and said the following, listen, for us to be together, you know, I have to make sure that you have a job, you know, that you're not on social media, you know, shirtless, liking uh, porn stars, pictures, that you stop hanging around with your boys who are drug dealers. <laughs> and, you know, if this doesn't work for you, then, you know, I have to move on. Nobody would say a word. None at all. Once again, this is not even about Jonah Hill. You can sit there and look at what he was texting her and say, you know, I wouldn't do that. That For me, that's a little much. But you're not him. He knows what he likes. He knows what he likes. He don't want you in this, you know, doesn't matter if you're, he don't want you surfing with the men. He don't want you in the swimsuit. He don't want you hanging around the thought friends. He don't want it. And obviously he found somebody else that was cool with it. That's why they got a baby. Doesn't make him a jerk. Doesn't make him, it just makes him him. You know, why are you mad right now? What exactly are you upset about? Are you upset because he gave you a list of things that would make him happy? And he, it, my thing is, if you thought it was so bad and you broke up, you should be happy for him. You find somebody that likes the list. You're free to find somebody that doesn't mind you hanging out with your thought friends. You, you, you guys understand what I'm saying? You can, that's why you can't talk about this on social media. You can't talk about this on social media because... Nobody has no rational thing. Like, like a couple of things can be true in the same situation. On the one hand, you can look at that and say, that was a little much from, from Jonah Hill. I can understand maybe why she felt some sort of way. But on the flip side, you could also say, well, he did say if she didn't like it, she can kick rocks. And she didn't. And then on the third level, you could be like, why is she putting all of this, his personal information out there? If she didn't, re here's the thing. You don't do that to somebody that you don't like. You, you, you understand? Don't, don't get me wrong. You can be mad at somebody. But if you still don't have no feelings for them, you don't do that. If she literally was like, you know something, this guy's an, an idiot. I'm not following all these demands. Good riddance. I hope he's happy with whatever who he's with right now. Should have been moved on. She's sitting there on Instagram watching Jonah Hill with his baby and his new lady just fuming. And woke up one day and was like, I'm going to put all of his text messages out there with no context. With no context at all. She's scoring X. Trust me, I understand. She's scoring X. People get mad when things don't go their way and then they try to ruin you, okay? And it's just the facts of the matter. So my advice not just for Jonah Hill, but just in general. And this goes for men and women. Men can be sassy like that too. Men can get mad you moved on with somebody else and try to leak your pictures or call you a hoe and all that stuff. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't go both ways. It does. I would just suggest that if you have certain things that you never want out on social media, that maybe you just vocalize them. And not put them because obviously people don't respect privacy anymore. People don't respect 
respect you anymore like that. They don't respect your privacy. It could be two years, four years, six years, 10 years. And somebody's going to come out and say something. And we're in that type of weird part of society where if someone just says someone's bad, we don't look at it rationally. You know, we also in that strange part of society where we don't look at ourselves in the mirror. Have you ever gotten you know, a little tipsy and, and told your, your your partner a little something, you know, you look meaner than what you should have been? Imagine if those conversations just slipped out online. But in conclusion, if you're living a good life, you're happy with your life, you're having a good time, you're just a good person, don't engage in these conversations. The people that are engaging in these conversations for long periods of time, and don't get me wrong, you may engage in it for a little bit. But if you're if you if you if someone's in there engaging in that type of conversation for hours on end, says a lot about them. They don't even know Jonah Hill. They don't know this surfer lady. They don't know Kiki Palmer. They don't know the baby daddy. They don't have they don't know these people. They don't know what's going on in their lives. So if you're literally spending hours upon hours arguing with strangers about this stuff, that says a lot about them. That says a lot about them. Don't be that person. You be the person that goes outside and have a good day. Now I have to talk about Victor Wimbyama. Wimby. Um, played at Summer League. And I, I did a video um, on this. It's a short one. Because it's, you know, it's it's going back to the social media thing. And I hate to repeat these over and over again, but it's clear that there is a subsection of individuals on social media that get some sort of perverted joy out of seeing someone fail as opposed to succeed. Now, my only thought is, is that's because they live terrible lives. <laughs> and when you're miserable, you want other people to be. Uh, miserable. And I tell you a, a quick story. This happened years ago. This is probably maybe 2015, 2016. It was when the Cavs and the Warriors were in the final. And there was this guy on Twitter. And I swear every every day, no matter what I posted, what I did, he would, he would just harass me. You know, call me names, call the site names, just on my head every single day. And he was popular on on Twitter. And man, he just was on my head. You're not a real journalist. You suck. This is this. I hope they do this. I hope you go broke. I hope you this. And they need to kick you out of here. And all. just every single day. And back then, I was a little bit more. Uh, feisty, so to speak. So I'll be going back and forth with him, arguing with each other. And he's calling me all type of crazy stuff. And I remember I was uh, at, at the finals. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what the question was or something, but whatever it was, it, it went like, 
I'd ask either, you know, Steph or LeBron or KD or somebody. I don't know. But I asked a question, and it went somewhat uh, viral. And this was early in the series. And he just he got on me. I can't believe the NBA let this guy in. What's going on? This thing. He must have paid. Da, da, da. Just going in on me. I mean, he was going in. He was popular. He, I think at the time, he probably had more followers than I did. Um and he just would go in on me, even though I was at the NBA Finals, just taking shots and and, and, and everything. And like I said, back then I was probably a little more sensitive um, to it all. So you know, I was I wouldn't say my feelings were hurt per se, but I was just it just was frustrating. I was struggling. This guy's just getting on my ass like every single day, and on top of everybody else, when you're trying to do positive things, just getting on your ass every day. And then I never forget, and it changed my perspective on a lot of things. I think it was, it was, so later on in that same series, maybe game five, game six, I don't know. Uh, I, same thing, I went to the press conference, I had asked the uh, questions or whatever, and I was just, you know, looking on my timeline and everything. And that was the guy, and he said the following. He said, he said, man, I, I couldn't watch the game today uh, because I had to, I had a late shift at Best Buy. And there's no disrespect to Best Buy workers, but I'm just saying, he's like, you know, I, I couldn't watch the game because, you know, I was working a late shift at, at Best Buy. And I thought about that for a second. I said Best Buy. He's making about $12, $13 an hour. Can't even watch the game because he has to, you know, go to work. And I'm here in wherever I was at, Cleveland, San Francisco, talking to some of the greatest basketball players in the world having my question heard and my face seen in front of millions of people on, on ESPN and NBA TV, but I'm letting the guy that works at Best Buy get to me. Just wanted my downfall. And I said, he works at Best Buy. Of course, seeing me do my thing is triggering to him. So he has to try to make me feel bad because he works at Best Buy. And it just it was a revelation to me that hey, I don't know what these people are doing behind the computer, but I can honestly say that, you know, probably 90% aren't doing as well as me. So why do I care? Why am I engaging? Why am I getting bothered, you know, by this? They gotta go to Best Buy. I'm going back to the to the to the Hilton. You see what I'm saying? And that's, that's when I really had my first revelation on that. People just, they're miserable. So they want other people to be miserable. You take Victor Wimbiana. I don't know if he's going to be good. I want every pick to be good. I, if, it's, if it's 80 picks in the draft, I want 80 of these guys to be all-stars. I want Wimby to be the best version of himself. If he's an all-time great win five titles, that'll make me so happy. Because who wants to see someone fail? Who, who, especially someone that seems like a nice, nice kid. But these people actively want this kid to fail. And it's summer league. Who effing cares? And also, what other what frustrates me as well is that they don't watch the game. They look at the stats. And like, even in the first game. I'm not even going to talk about how he came back in the second game and looked more like himself. But even in the first game, he was nervous. His shot was all off. 
He looked a little lost out there. But you still saw the potential. The blocks, the rebounds, the help defense, the stuff that he's, you saw the stuff that he was going to be real good at to start. And you also know, like, his offense is going to be a work in progress. And here's the thing about that. I don't care if you're LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. When you're that young, your offense is always a work in progress. <laughs> Everybody doesn't just start off like Michael Jordan. Like, normally, you see that potential that first year, and then maybe the second or third year, the offense starts to come around. But defensively, he's going to be good. And yeah, he's going to get dunked on a couple of times because that's what happens to shot blockers. When you block five shots, they may get you one time. But the fact that he's not scared to put it in, he's going to be fine. Is he going to be the greatest player of all time? Unlikely. <laughs> I mean, that's because think about it, just statistically speaking, the chances that happen are not great. Like LeBron is an anomaly. Can he be? Uh, top 10, top 20, top 75 player? We have no idea. Maybe. Uh, just, I always say a lot depends. A lot depends on who drafts you. A lot depends on what happens in your career. You know, you look at someone like Jokic, not drafted number one, obviously, but you can become whatever you want to become. I always look at somebody like Giannis. You know, he wasn't somebody that people thought was going to be Giannis. He built his way to that. But why? Why? Maybe it's just because I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why do, why do people want so much failure? What, why did, was that like a little drug that people get off on? What is it? Why would you want someone? Why instead of saying, okay, he had a, he had a little rough night. Let's take a look. Uh, see what we can improve on. Let's see what was the positives of it. Like, okay, shot was a, a little off. He got banged around a little bit. But look at the blocks. Uh, looks a little lost on offense. You look at the second game. Okay, looks a little more comfortable. Looks a little bit more like he knows what he's doing. Oh, my God, he has 27 and 12 with, with three blocks in 27 minutes. Oh, that's what he could be. It was real quiet last night. I said, like, where's the trending topic? There was so much more when he when he played badly than when he played well. That's the society we live in today. At least the social media society. And honestly, it sucks. You probably uh, saw my video uh, talking to Skip uh, Bayless, telling them that they should make uh, me the co-host of Undisputed. And I was joking, but it's, you know, I would be good at it. I mean, we know that. You guys know that. Um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, I was a little surprised. I think I had like 75,000, like over like all the social media spaces, like over 100,000 views. That's a lot of people watching, care what I have to say. But I was trying to be real with them. All, you know, jokes aside, he has to change. He has to change. And I think it's going to be tough, believe it or not, it's going to be tough for him and Shannon because it's just like um, wrestling and everything is wrestling, right? Like Stone Cold, is it Stone Cold without 
Shawn Michaels or without The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, without, you know, and, and John Cena is not John Cena without, you know, Edge. You know what I mean? And, and, and Triple H is not Triple H without, you know, but, T, you know, like, you have to have in, in this particular genre, it's very difficult to, to run that alone. Now, the thing about Stephen A. Smith is that yeah, he got he got rid of Max Kellerman because I think Max was a little too, what's the word, rational, <laughs> rational and doesn't like move the needle. But he was smart in the fact that he brought he's brought either smart people on, stupid people, and loud people. Okay, so you, you bring someone like uh, JJ Reddick on smart, right? You bring someone stupid on like Mad Dog and Kendrick Perkins. And then you bring someone loud on, like, you know, Michael Irvin. And then it kind of works because you got to have a foil. And I think the problem with Skip is that he needs a foil. But he, he the whole thing about, he, you know, faces and heels is that you got to give the heel a little bit. You got to let him, you got to let him build up. You can't be intimidated by him. Skip made a, a monumental mistake. That should have been the Shannon Sharp show. You know, instead of pressing Shannon and and forcing him and frustrating him, he should have opened his arms to him. And was like, listen, this is your show now. How do you want to handle it? What do you want to do? What changes do you want to make? I'm just going to sit here and collect my $8 million. Drink my diet, uh, diet do whatever he drinks. He's too headstrong. He's old and he's headstrong. And I know he's old and headstrong because he thinks little Wayne is going to change his fortunes. Now, first off, anybody that has observed little Wayne for many years know that he's not the type that's going to be able to sit there for three hours and give you lucid sports takes and get up at 4 a.m. and be sober. We already know that. And someone that maybe comes in every once in a while, yeah, maybe. But also, let's be honest, I mean, everybody loves Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne had a great run, but nobody's watching Undisputed because Lil Wayne is on there. Hell, they'd be better off to have the NBA young boy. <laughs> maybe Drake, but not Lil Wayne. They have Nicki Minaj. Put Megan Thee Stallion on there. People watch this. He has to go with the times. And the times are changing. The times are changing. Um, ESPN fired a bunch of those people. Uh, it's interesting because I think part of it was just when you've been at a somewhere for 15 years, your salary is high, your work rate is low. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's just the way it works. You know, you you know, like no offense to Susie Colbert. Been that way, like 15, 20 years. I mean, you see her maybe ten times a year. So but I'm sure she was making five, ten million bucks. You know, Jalen Rose making a lot of money, even though Jalen worked a lot harder, but Jalen had also outside projects. You notice he took his, you know, podcast and other things to the New York Post. Then then leave it on ESPN. They want 
this is what ESPN wants. They ha- they want high profile guys that they feel like have a built in audience, like Stephen A. Smith and Pat McAfee, right? Then they want low rent athletic talent that says stupid stuff but gets engagement, like Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins can quote ball sack sports and not even get reprimanded on national TV. I might add, but he's cheap. He probably makes less than a million a year because he wants the attention, not the not the money. And that's probably fine for him because he's played in the league for 13 years. So, I mean, he's financially, he's, this is just kind of a bonus to him. And then they want, if we got to just be honest and unbiased, uh, they want some black people on there that's, that are okay with talking bad about black people. You know, and most of those people on there have white spouses and or white boyfriends. Sometimes that even work with them. It's it's an interesting, it's just, it's hard. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you want to be in sports media today in 2023, I'm going to give you some advice and then I'll let you guys go. And I know I always say I'm going to try to do more podcasts, but you know, and life, I tell you. <laughs> life. Um, I'll give you some advice. Here, here's Here's my advice. Okay, if you are right now, if you're 15, 16, 17 years old and you want to be in sports media, here's a couple of things that you need to do. And it's different from when I was 16, 17, 18. Um, I still suggest if you have the means um, to go to college. If you have the means, it's not going to put you in a, you know, Biden is obviously and the Republicans are not going to bail you out. But if you have the means, I still suggest that you go to college and learn all aspects of media, from the writing, the reporting, the TV, the radio, all of that. And from the day day one, I mean this with all my heart, from day one that you get on that campus, you find the, the media club, you find the school newspaper, you find the school TV station, the school radio, and you ask them, can you do anything that they need you to do. You go find, that's how day one. Well, maybe not, I mean, I mean, take a couple of days, but early in your college career, wherever you're at, find the local TV stations, the local radio stations, uh, sports radio stations, find out what is the internship policy, what can you do, how can you help? Because the number one thing when it comes to sports media today is who you know, not what you can do, <laughs> Okay. Uh, and that's in so that's for the people that's going to college. If you, and, and this goes for people that are in college and not in college. Second thing that you need to do is get a YouTube channel and set you up somewhere in your house. It could be your room, it could be your dad's garage, it could be a shed, it could be your boys. I don't care what it is. Set you up a little studio, okay? Don't have to spend a lot of money. Trust me. And whatever you think you're good at, UFC, uh, NFL, NBA, all of the above, boxing, uh, soccer, whatever I want you to, especially when you're young, you don't got no bills, talk about that daily. You talk about it daily. When there's a a big uh, uh, fight, a big game, you live stream. You do play-by-play. I don't care if you got two followers. You just do it. 
And then you take all of those clips and then you go and get you a Twitter and get you an Instagram and get you a TikTok and get you a, a spill and get you a, a threads and you put all those clips on there every single day. Every single day. You comment on every single thing that you see. Whatever it is you want to specialize in. If you want to be an NBA reporter, I don't care what the NBA news is. You're doing clips. You're doing 10, 15 clips a day talking about Dame Lillard or the Nuggets or the Lakers. I don't care. And you put those clips up online every day. You, first off, you get better at your thoughts. <laughs> you get better talking to the camera. And you build you up a following. You're 20 years old. You're 19 years old. You build you up a following. And you trust me on this. You build you up a following of 5,000, 10,000. 50,000, 100,000 subscribers and, and and followers across the thing. You do that. You do that. And when it comes time and those positions become available, either locally or nationally, you let them know. I already got 100,000 with me. I already got 250,000 people with me. My live stream averages 10,000 10, views per live stream. Here's, my, here's all my clips. Here's my social media account. That's how you get a job in 2023. And here's, here's the real cool thing about it. Even while you're not getting a job, while you're building up that foundation, you get paid. YouTube will pay you. TikTok will pay you. Instagram will pay you. You get, a, you get enough views. It may not be enough to retire on, but you're 21 years old. It's enough to take your lady out for a nice steak dinner at Ruth Chris. You have any other questions or anything like that? You let me know, because unlike others, I'm here to help. Um, I want everybody to succeed. It's a tough, tough business uh, right now. But if you start early, uh, you can still you can still flourish. So you know where I'm at. Holla. I appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to Headlines with Robin Latow on all of your podcasting networks. Check out the site, blacksportsonline.com, for all the topics that we talked about today. You can follow me on Twitter at BSO, Instagram, and YouTube, BSO TV. You can check me out on TikTok. Robin Littell BSO and be sure to like our Facebook page Black Sports Online and for all of you that's been rocking with me for almost 20 years now with Dollar Nares for life